Welcome back everyone. The 4-factor dividend growth portfolio has its first minor setback in fiscal year 2 as it loses steam in January and posts its first negative monthly return. The portfolio fell by 2.01% to start out the new year. Meanwhile, the S&P 500 rose by 1.68% and SCHD posted a modest gain of 0.14%. Nevertheless, the portfolio is still doing excellent and locks in a strong win for quarter 1 of fiscal year 2, November through January. The portfolio is up 19.56% over the last 3 months and is doing 3.55% better than the S&P 500 and 6.39% better than SCHD. These are very solid returns, but the most important metric I care about is having this portfolio deliver a 12% CAGR over the span of 5 years. After January, we are 15 months into this journey, so we still have a long way to go, but for now the pace at which this portfolio has grown is very good. The CAGR after January stands at 25.32%, relative to 21.66% for the S&P 500 and 6.4% for SCHD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's take a closer look at January to see why the portfolio underperformed and how all of the individual stocks are performing thus far in fiscal year 2. Out of the 25 holdings in this portfolio, 14 had negative returns in January, all cumulatively driving the overall return to be negative. The main culprit was SQM that fell by 30.14%. Other significant losers were CNS, EOG, MCHP, RHI, SWKS, TXN, UPS, and WSO all falling by more than 5%, and some as much as 9%. 11 stocks did post positive returns to start out the year, but these gains weren't enough to offset the 14 losers. The best performing stocks were ASML that popped 14.92%, and INFY that rose 8.05%. A few of the other stocks that posted solid gains were ADP, Broadcom, Fastnell, Lamb Research, and MasterCard, all with gains above 5%. In fiscal year 2, which is the period since November 2023, we have two stocks that are sitting in the red thus far. No surprise here, SQM is the worst performer as it's down 11.08%, and the other bad apple has been EOG that is down 8.01%. Funny enough, these were the two highest ranked stocks in the stock selection process. So the trend of the best ranked stock seeing poor returns continues in fiscal year 2. The good news is that the 23 other stocks selected to be part of this portfolio all have positive returns thus far. Some are great, some are average, and a few are just okay. The best performing stock thus far has been ASML with a gain of 45.62%. Broadcom and Lam Research are right up there as well, with gains of 40.9% and 40.67%. Two stocks are up more than 30%. They are Monolithic Power Systems up 36.66% and Cohen and Steers up 36.26%. And six more stocks are up more than 20%. 
They are Masco up 29.84%, Williams Sonoma up 29.28%, Home Depot up 24.82%, Skyworks Solutions up 21.29%, Infosys up 20.95%, and Microchip Technologies up 20.13%. When I selected new constituent stocks to be part of this portfolio at the end of October, I knew that I was going to be trimming the number of stocks that would be included. In fiscal year 1, the portfolio was made up of 30 stocks, and for fiscal year 2, I was either going to go with 20 or 25 stocks. Ultimately, I decided to go with 25 stocks, with a 4% allocation to each. But I also wanted to test how going with just 20 stocks and a 5% allocation to each would have worked out. Thus far, the 20 stock option that I did not end up going with would have worked out better. The margin isn't wide, but nevertheless, it is better. Between November and January, the return of the 20-stock portfolio would have been 20.39%, while the return of the 25-stock portfolio would have been 18.99%. So we have 1.41% of alpha from the more concentrated portfolio. You may have noticed that the actual portfolio return is slightly different from the benchmark return. This is due to the tracking error created by rebalancing this portfolio while the market is open. It's virtually impossible to bring each stock back to an equal 4% allocation at the beginning of each month especially while the stock market is open and prices are constantly moving up and down. Thus far, the tracking errors worked out in my favor, as the actual portfolio is doing better than the perfect benchmark return. Over time, this sort of washes out and isn't that big of a deal. And since I can't do anything about it, I'm not overly concerned with the tracking error. Let's take a look at the performance track record based on how the stocks were ranked in the stock selection process. I've broken the 25 stocks into buckets of 5, so we have the top 5 stocks. Stocks ranked 6 through 10. 11 through 15, 16 through 20, and the bottom 5 stocks. Thus far, the worst performing group are the top 5 ranked stocks, with a return of just 9.05%. Stocks ranked 6 through 10 are performing the best, with an average return of 27.74%. The middle 5 stocks are doing okay, with an average return of 18.61%. Stocks ranked 16 through 20 are also performing very well, with an average return of 26.3%. And the bottom 5 stocks are performing below average, with a return of 13.43%. This tells me that while the 4-factor stock selection strategy has seemed to work out well, it does have its pitfalls, as some of the best-ranked stocks turn out not to be great investments. This trend was evident in fiscal year 1 as well. If you want to know more about the stock selection process, please check out the 4-factor dividend growth strategy playlist on my channel. There you can see me documenting the strategy from its inception in November of 2022, with updates each month along the way. Also on my Patreon, I've been pulling this list each month since June of last year, and documenting how the list of the top 20 stocks changes from month to month, and I've been tracking the returns for launching a portfolio of these stocks each month. Thus far the strategy is performing very well. The top 20 chosen stocks for each month have been performing better than SCHD, some even generating double digit better returns, and all but one of the past 9 months lists is doing better than the S&P 500. We're a little bit more than halfway through February now and thus far the portfolio is doing relatively well. Through February 16th, the portfolio is up 4.17%, which is 0.75% higher than the S&P 500, and 3.2% higher than SCHD. This partial return for February brings the fiscal year 2 return up to 24.54%, and the long-term CAGR up to 27.4%. We have two more weeks to finish out the month, and a lot can still happen. I'm not really concerned with short-term ups and downs. It's really the long-term performance that interests me the most. But in order to fully document how this portfolio and this strategy is performing, I have to keep track of the short-term returns. 
In all honesty, if I weren't providing monthly updates on the portfolio, I probably wouldn't even calculate the return until the year is over. I'm committed to running this strategy for at least 5 years, and very likely for much longer, regardless how it performs. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please give this podcast a 5-star rating. Thank you for joining me today, and see you next time.